Hello and welcome to the Beyond the Kitchen Table podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a successful business. My name's Marie and I'm a website designer based in the UK. And each week I will bring you simple and actionable tips to help with your website, your marketing and just running a small business. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 116 of the Beyond the Kitchen Table podcast. This week, I'm talking about how to use stock photos successfully on your website. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of stock photos. I think one of the best investments you can make in your business is to get some professional photos taken. And by that, I mean branding photos, rather than those headshots that remind you of school photos in the 1980s. You know the ones I mean where you sit side on and turn your head to face the camera with the most grimacing smile. There's a whole suite of them on my parents' mantelpiece. Branding photos are more like somebody capturing you as you work. Of course, they're posed, and they might include a headshot too, maybe clutching a cup of coffee. But they show potential clients what it might be like to work with you. If you want to know more about branding photos... I've got some more podcast episodes coming up where I'll be talking about that. Or you can go back to episode 58 when I interviewed photographer Jade Tinkler and episode 6 where I talked about preparing for a brand photo shoot. But this week I'm talking about stock images. These are images you can find online, either for free or paid, and download to use on your website. If you stay till the end, I'll share some of the places I use to get stock photos. Images are so important on a website. They capture the immediate attention of any visitor, much more than your logo or words. It's the first impression. And of course, you want to make it a good one. Beyond that first impressions, the images on your website tell a story. A picture paints a thousand words, is I think the right phrase. (laughs) And it's the story of what it might be like to work with you. Why use stock photos? Well, sometimes the budget just doesn't stretch to a professional photo shoot. Sometimes you need more images than you might have from a professional photo shoot. Stock images are great filler content. And sometimes, only sometimes, (laughs) it just isn't worth getting some professional photos because stock images are just as good, if not better. Food is one area in particular where I think stock photography can be better. Of course, If you're running a restaurant, you need pictures of your own food. You can get your own photo of a bowl of strawberries. But to be honest, a stock photo is often better. And a bowl of strawberries is, well, it's a bowl of strawberries, isn't it? So any nutritional therapists, dietitians, or health coaches, you can rely upon stock photos more than others might be able to. Of course, I still recommend you get branding photos taken of you. You can also get a greater variety of images from stock photos. You don't need to travel to Barbados to get photos of white sand and crystal clear water, if that's the kind of image you want. Although, maybe I should speak to my accountant about whether a trip to the Caribbean for a photo shoot is tax deductible. (laughs) There's a lot of dreadful stock photos out there. Really cheesy ones that make you cringe. You know the kind I mean. You'll have seen them on lots of websites. Hopefully not on yours. There's also some that you see everywhere, and these are just as bad. 
They might be good photos, but if they're on your website and lots of others, then it doesn't show you as being any different to your competitors. Poor stock photos devalue your website. And that's not what we want. So how do you successfully use stock photos on your website? Well, these are my tips. Number one is to reflect your audience. If you are using stock images that feature people, the most important factor is they reflect your target audience. If you want to work with women, your images should be of women. If you want to work with both men and women, you should make sure you feature both. If you want to work with people of a certain age, make sure your images include that age group. And it goes without saying that you should try and ensure your images are ethnically diverse, unless there's a good reason not to. And there's a much better selection of ethnically diverse images now. There's really no excuse not to include these anymore. And it's not just a case of choosing the best or most aesthetic images. Your audience want to see people that look like them. Or at least look like them after they've worked with you. If you're a PT working with middle-aged women looking to lose their baby weight, you don't want to use images of athletes. That's not what they're aiming for. You want to use normal-looking women of that age. Those who might look fitter than your clients at the start of their journey, but ones they can identify with. If you want to work with corporates, again, make sure you're reflecting the right kind of people in any stock images. If you want to work as a coach with city law firms, then you might want to hold off on images of people very casually dressed. You also want to think about the backdrop. Again, if you're trying to attract corporate, you might want a more corporate environment reflected in your images. Consider carefully where the beach or bohemian backdrops give the right impression. Sometimes they might do, but do give it thought. You know your audience. Think about them when you're choosing stock images. It's not just a case of choosing the best looking photos. My second tip is to do with colours. Do you have a brand colour palette? That's a set of colours that resonate with everything you represent as a brand. And it doesn't matter whether you've used a branding designer or you've chosen them yourself. It's a big part of your brand. And when it comes to finding stock images for your website, they should work with your branding, not against it. A website splashed with a hodgepodge of colours can leave visitors with the impression of chaos rather than cohesion. A bit like a jumble sale. And I don't think that's what you want. It's not about finding images that are exclusively in your brand colours. That might be a bit much. A bit like dressing, I don't know, head to toe in neon green. But if your brand colours are shade of pink and blue, then stay clear of images dominated by orange and red. Your goal is for these images to work comfortably within your website, complementing its overall aesthetic. And if your brand is all about energy, if you're the life of the party and your colours shout it from the rooftop, you don't want to opt for beige or muted pastel stock images. Instead, you want images that match your brand's volume. Bright, energetic and unapologetically bold. It's not just about colour for colour's sake. Your chosen colours, and by extension the colours in your stock images, tell a story. They're your visual voice, if you like. So when you select an image, think about what its colours say. Does that splash of pink reflect the soft, comforting embrace of your brand? Does a dash of blue convey the trust and reliability you want your customers to feel? 
So whether you're using the bold strokes of a vibrant palette or whispering in pastels, the stock images you choose should reflect your brand. It's all about creating a website that feels unmistakably you. My third tip is to be consistent. And finding stock images that go together, to be honest, is tricky. Each photographer has their own aesthetic, a bit like in an art gallery. You wouldn't find a Renaissance painting next to a modern abstract piece. Similarly, mixing a professional headshot with a cartoonish illustration can send mixed signals to your visitors. It's not just about the quality of the images, they need to speak the same language. So the goal here is cohesion, not confusion. You want your website to feel like a well-thought-out collection, not pound shop. Your website's telling a story, and each image that you use should complement both the text and the next image, creating a visual journey that's easy to follow. So how do you create a collection of images that whispers harmony rather than shouting identity crisis? Well, start by gathering a wide selection of stock images that catch your eye and that fit your brand's colour palette and aesthetic. Then, lay them all out together, virtually of course, and start to see which images naturally pair well together. Look for common themes, similar colour schemes and a consistent style. It's like creating a mood board for your brand. And in fact, you can do this on a mood board. You can do one on Canva, for example. And each image contributes to a larger cohesive picture. Think about the mood and the tone of each image. Is there a serene, calming presence in your selections? Or are they vibrant and full of energy? Matching the mood across your images is just as important as aligning their visual style. And remember though, consistency doesn't mean monotony. You can and you should use a variety of images to keep things interesting. Just ensure their variations on a theme. And finally, the edit is as important as the selection. Don't be afraid to cut images that don't fit the narrative you're building. By selecting stock photos that complement each other and your brand, you create a visual consistency. And that's really important for enhancing trust and reinforcing your brand identity. Achieving this level of harmony among your images might take a bit more time and effort, but the result is a website that looks and feels like a cohesive, well-branded masterpiece. It's about making that all-important first impression a lasting one, for all the right reasons. Tip number four is to think about paying for premium stock images. So have you ever gone to a wedding, a party, or even popped round to the neighbours, and somebody else is wearing the same dress as you. It happens, and it can be quite funny. <laughs> and of course, it's more likely to happen if you shop where everybody else shops. It's less likely to happen if you find a small boutique that specialises in one-off, or labels that are not stocked anywhere else. Think of premium stock images as the haute couture of web design. Okay, they're not quite that expensive but they're not your everyday run-of-the-mill photos that everybody has access to. We've all been scrolling through a website and thought, haven't I seen this photo somewhere before? And that's because free stock images are like Taylor Swift songs on the radio. They're everywhere. You're far less likely to find somebody else using the same image if you pay. Of course, it's not guaranteed. The only time you can guarantee it is if you get your own images that you pay a professional to take. 
But premium images aren't just about exclusivity. They're often better quality too. And there's much more choice. Yes, they're an investment, but they do enhance your brand image, making it feel more luxurious, polished and professional. And they don't have to cost them. Tip number five, and this one is really, really important, probably the most important one, is to make sure you can use them. Have you ever found the perfect image for your website, screenshotted it and added it to your website? Or been tempted to? Well, you can't, okay? That's stealing. It might look great, but it's definitely not okay. Before you use an image, do a quick check. Do you have the right to use it? Do you need to credit the photographer? Remember, every image has been taken by a person. And if you're not sure, use one of the stock image websites that I'm going to share in a moment. That way you know for sure what the copyright situation is. Respecting copyright isn't just about following the rules. It's about respecting fellow creators. Plus, you really don't want to get sued. So always check before you add somebody else's images to your website. It's a smart and the right thing to do. Tip number six is what about AI? The new kid on the block. What I love about AI-generated images is the idea you can create any image you can think of. From a pink elephant riding a bike to a serene beach scene with just the right hue of sunset. And in theory, have it brought to life without the need for a photo shoot or hunting through stock photos. AI can create unique tailor-made images. And the other benefit of AI is speed. What could take hours or days to find or create traditionally can now be generated in minutes. And it can be a more cost-effective option than premium stock photos or custom photography. So it's a budget-friendly option. However, <laughs> it's not all sunshine and rainbows. The quality of AI-generated images can be hit or miss. And I must admit, I've never been able to create one that's good enough. It's definitely been a miss in my case. There's the extra finger here, a wonky building there. There's also the unrealistic looking people. I asked one of these tools for a female small business owner in their 50s. I got an ultra glamorous and very skinny woman with white hair. That wasn't realistic to me. It wasn't the kind of person who looked like the people I generally work with. Hello, of course you are all beautiful. She did have all her fingers though. And a lot of AI-generated content can lack the authentic human touch that you need to resonate on a human level. There's something about a genuine human smile or a candid shot that AI just can't replicate yet. I'm not saying don't use them, I'm just saying that I haven't been able to make them work yet. Of course they're improving all the time, and I don't think it will take very long to get there, so do think about it for the future. When it does get there, there is the issue of copyright, as I don't believe you own the copyright to AI-generated images, which means somebody else can use the image you have generated. So that's it for the tips. Where do you get stock photos? If stock photos is something you want to add to your website, then where should you go? Well, as mentioned earlier, please do not just copy any image you see on the internet. Chances are it belongs to someone and you could be done for copyright. My advice is to use one of the proper stock photography websites. I'll come on to those in a minute. You can use Google Images, but you do need to look at the copyright. 
So if you wanted a pink elephant riding a bicycle, by all means do a Google search, but then check the copyright by clicking on Tools, then Usage Rights. It's much easier, to be honest, to use a stock photo website, and there are loads of them. Some of them are free, and some of them you need to pay. So free ones include Unsplash, which is probably my favourite, as there's a great choice, and I think the quality is pretty good too. Pexels, Pixabay, and Stocksnap.io, and I'll link to all of those in the show notes. The photos are gifted by photographers on all of these, and you can use them pretty much as you want without having to credit the photographer. That said, you should always check the terms of the license to ensure that you are using the images in the correct way. Canva is another source of free images. If you're a pro user of Canva, then there is an amazing choice of images. And of course, you can easily create your own in there too. I even found that pink elephant riding a bicycle. (laughs) But again, do check the terms of Canva to ensure you can use the images in the way you want. And as I mentioned before, there are benefits to using premium stock images where you have to pay. I like depositphotos.com as it's the most budget friendly. Sometimes I'll use Shutterstock because there's a much better selection of images. And that's particularly good for images of celebrities if you want to use them. You can get five images for £29 at the moment, so it's not too expensive. There's also some style stock photography options like Haltstock, where you pay a subscription and get access to sets of images to use. I've used them in the past, but they don't really fit my brand. They're a little too polished, I think. But anyway, I will link to all of these in the show notes. So, okay, having shared my favourite stock photography site, please remember they're not as good as having branding photos taken by a professional photographer. But they are good to use as filler content. So remember, first of all, any image on your website is representing your business, so choose carefully. You need to make sure the images reflect your audience, both in terms of demographics and the kind and the kind of clients you have. Stock images should be consistent with your branding. So use the same colour palette. And certainly don't use clashing colours. They should look like they belong together and belong with any other images on your website. There should be a consistent aesthetic that again reflects your brand. Think about paying for stock images. Premium stock photography is less likely to be seen on other websites and can give you a greater choice and better quality. And make sure you've got the rights to use any stock images. That's hugely important. So use a stock photography website rather than screenshotting. And finally, think about AI-generated images. I don't think it's going to be very long before AI-generated images give the results we want. Although, as I record this episode, I don't think we're there yet. So I hope that helps. Please do send me an email, say hello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk or message me on Instagram, I'm at beyondthekt and come and follow me over there. Thank you for listening and I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Kitchen Table podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do follow or subscribe to be informed of new episodes. And don't forget to share with a friend. Thank you so much.